Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hey everyone, Sarah here. The episode you're about to hear was recorded on March 13th, 2020. And while most of the episode is about ideas for keeping kids busy when you're stuck at home, the first 20 minutes or so include a conversation between Megan and me about what things were like in our communities on that date. March 13th. As you know, a lot has changed since then. And so some of the things we discuss are no longer relevant, or maybe even were proved wrong in the time since then. If you want to skip right to the tips, you can fast forward to around the 20 minute mark. And if you do listen through, just remember that lots has changed in the local and federal recommendations since we recorded the episode. We are personally following all the latest recommendations with our own families. And we will continue to bring you episodes that tell the story of where we are at a given moment in time, even as things change really rapidly. So just a reminder to listen with that context. Thanks for being here, friends. On to the episode. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Everyone and welcome to episode 252 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So, just real talk here. We are recording Quite a week, this. Huh? Yeah, what a week! In, yeah. To orient you in time, we're recording this on Friday, March 13th, and you are hearing it on Tuesday, the 17th. And we are in the midst of coronavirus. Now, let me just quickly say. Um, we're going to chat about what's been happening in, you know, recently in relative real time for a few minutes. And then the bulk of this episode is going to offer some tips and ideas and product recommendations for when you are stuck inside with kids. That's today's topic. And of course, that's inspired by recent current events. But that's a topic that, you know, is relevant useful. many times of year. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> useful yes. in many stages of motherhood. Um, and it's interesting, Megan, we pulled our Instagram uh, in Instagram stories. I asked people just what kind of content are you looking for right now? Do you want to help process this coronavirus COVID-19? And do you want us to talk more about it? Or do you want a total distraction from it? And it was interesting to see those percentages. It's almost half and half. Half of yeah. you want a complete distraction 
a lot of you want help with the logistics of like, I'm stuck inside with kids. And so, you know, to be honest, our content over the next several weeks will probably, we are figuring this out right alongside you guys. And, and it'll probably reflect a little bit of a little bit of both. We all need some yeah. distraction. Hopefully you heard our more than mom a couple of days ago on Sunday, which is complete fluff and distraction. So we will try to meet you all where you are. But that's the yes. plan for today. We're going to talk for, you know, 10 minutes or so about um, really what's happening right now in our communities. And then we'll move into um, ideas for being stuck at home with kids. That's the plan. Yeah. Well, and, you know, by the time this episode comes out, like the mood may have shifted one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So maybe people who right now just need a distraction. Cause I feel like yesterday, Thursday, the 12th was for me like DEFCON five, as mm-hmm. far as it like, like drinking from a water hose. And I think I told you that I've just felt, um, what's the, I don't remember the word that I used to Like, like all in a tizzy because mm-hmm. I couldn't focus on anything. I felt like everything was falling like dominoes. Right. And so by next week, maybe things will kept continue to change. Maybe they'll have calmed yeah. down. Like we don't know. So we're going to be planning our content. I think a little more, on the fly as this all emerges over the next few weeks. Well, and and the truth about producing any podcast, we're we're able to be fairly nimble and we can turn around an episode in a couple of days, but it's not we're not live streaming. Like there's always right. going to be a little bit of a delay in when we record and when we release. So, you know, we're not your breaking news podcast and we're not exactly. going to try to be, <laughs> but we it also felt like it would be weird because we are two moms who are also dealing with this. It would be weird not to talk about it for a bit today. Oh, and I didn't even mention that um, if you listened last Tuesday, we said that today was going to be part two of planning family travel. Oh, right. We did. (laughs) Nope. Which I'm sure you can understand why that feels um, just completely inappropriate and unhelpful. So there will at some point in the future when we all get back to booking our plane tickets and all of that, there will be a part two of our planning family travel. Um, And so that's just tabled for now. So lots of things up in the air. Well, I just want to mention something about that that I think is so funny is that you and I, like a week ago, mentioned, like we talked when we did the episode about um, planning travel, we kind of mentioned coronavirus and like, how do we feel? Like, was there, you know, any anxiety? And I think I said something like, well, you know, I've got my trips booked and if they don't work out, they don't. And like, there's nothing I can do about that. Then a few days later, we were about to like, it didn't even occur to us until we were about to record that episode, the part two that we're like, oh, wait, like that would have been two days ago. Yeah, that's how fast we were supposed this, is, to. this has I know. changed. It felt like yeah. a wait and see and how's, you know, and yeah. so again, um, we're just happy that you all are listening. I am. I'm imagining a lot of you listening in some kind of different situation than you thought you'd be in on March 17th. Like we're all, yeah. you know, it is, there's something unifying about it in that regard. Um, Most likely you're not heading to a St. Patrick's Day parade. No, today, you're probably having one you... in your house. Exactly. Can I tell you something funny about that? Yeah. I, I um, ordered a bunch of stickers because they were requested by the classroom for the first grade St. Patrick's Day oh, gosh. celebration. So they're coming to my house from Amazon, but there there ain't no first grade St. Patrick's Day. Like we're closed next week. And so yeah. um, I will have like 500 St. Patrick's Day stickers <laughs> happening at my kitchen table today. Enough for a first grade class. Oh, that's so cute. Maybe you could like put them in your mailbox and have people swing by and pick yeah, them up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Well, let's talk about that because you mentioned that your school, um, your school's closed next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, let's just kind of, I guess, update everybody about where we are and what sure. dominoes all fell yesterday and um, what the general, I thought like the general vibe is very interesting, like mm-hmm. in our local community. So I'll start. Yeah, um, you go first. Yeah. Well, we found, I mean, there's been all this like buzz over the last few days. And of course I have te- I have friends who are teachers and friends who work in the education system in, in various ways. And it was like, by Wednesday, it was like, you know, it's not if, but when, but we don't know. And, um, blah, blah, blah. And then 
yesterday I was supposed to actually speak at my church this weekend, which is held in a school and got a note that it was canceled. And I was like, okay, well, that could mean lots of things. Like maybe they're just canceling outdoor groups or outside groups, blah, blah, blah. But that felt like the first big sign to me, Mm -hmm. like, okay. And then last night at about 11 um, PM, our governor announced the closure of all schools statewide. So charter public and private for three weeks. And then on the end of the three weeks is spring break. Mm -hmm. So for, we're looking at four weeks um, with the kids home and in our, in our school or in our state, we're not, it sounds like we're not able or the schools aren't able to require the kids to do work. So interesting. Yeah. So we'll have like, they're telling all the kids to bring their textbooks home and we're being, we're, we're being encouraged to check the blogs every day. And we already got an email today with, I can't remember, they put like enrichment activities or something, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they're able to mandate it. My guess is that that is because lots of kids in Michigan don't have access to internet at home. Um, and because it would, it would just make everything really unequal if some schools were doing it and some weren't. So, um, that's my guess, but it's kind of like, it takes a little bit of pressure off of me because I don't want to suddenly be responsible for homeschooling my kids for three weeks. That's a hard thing to jump in and out of, but then it also makes me go like, okay, so how am I going to, you know, there's things that they will need to do to keep up. Like, how are we going to put structure around that Mm -hmm. and make sure it happens? So that's kind of where I'm at. I will say right now, like today on Facebook, um, yesterday I was like, I felt like was the day the mood changed. And today is the day everyone's like, okay, like trying to have some levity about it. Kids are going to be home. What are people going to do about childcare? Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that kind of buzz. So what about you? Okay. So for us yesterday also felt like the day everything got real. And again, for us recording, that's Thursday, the 12th. Coincidentally, this today, Friday, the 13th was already a school holiday just for our school. We needed like one more day off. You know how they add like a random. So today was never going to be a school day, which was a little bit helpful, I think, because there was so much uncertainty yesterday. So we are at a public charter school. And so we're allowed to make our own schedule. Um, You and I were talking before we started recording. I guess if it came down as a state mandate, that would be different. But so far, the state of California is so big. That hasn't happened. It's it's happening district to district. Lots of districts are closing. Um, Our school, our board had a late night emergency board meeting last night. They decided to move spring break to next week, which I keep I try to explain that to my kids. And they're like, so are we going to do the things on spring break that we're I'm like, no, no, no. Are we I'm going like, on vacation? It's no. not, it's nobody. It's not really. This, has nothing to, this is not but relevant to your life at all. What they mean is like <laughs> in, in an effort to miss the fewest instructional days possible, they're calling next right. week spring break. They authorize the executive director to close the following week as needed. And they didn't say it was going to happen, but I'm going to go ahead and assume. But for us so far, that's only two weeks. I mean, I feel like that's going to change. I just, I think they've made the decision to make it sound like it's more week to week as the story develops. And I don't have any, I guess I don't have any judgment about that, but if it makes it hard, I, I, there's so many nuances to this. So there really are, I'm not even going to like really have an opinion about it, but that's the reality. So next week is quote unquote spring break, which is laughable. The following week is likely closed and then it will be week to week after that. But we have schools all over our area, I think our public school district as of right now has not announced a closure. And there was some misinformation about that. And then um, another charter school right next to ours announced a four week closure. So we're it, we're kind of all over the map. And, you know, California is very, very large and lots of different education options. So it's um, it's still a moving target. But I know for sure yeah. my kids will be home likely for the next two weeks, if not longer. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we can't 
um, Monday morning quarterback this no. stuff, right? These decisions, because I know that like a lot goes into them. I know that um, there is, there's a plan to like feed kids who are otherwise not going to have access to food during the day. And that's all helpful. But like, there's, there's this thing for me, like I either want it, I want to know it's going to be three weeks or like yeah. that like would make me kind of crazy because it would make it really difficult, especially if you were trying to plan your workload, yeah. um, childcare, like what are you going to be doing in two weeks? It's like, I understand why they wouldn't do that. Yeah. But it, to me, that almost creates more of that yeah. up in the air feeling. So yeah. I kind of appreciate that Michigan was like, no choice. It's just yeah. shut her down. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that's not going to work as well in some districts as others yeah. or be as, uh, I don't know, accepted or welcome right. in some districts as others. But yeah, it feels like it just took the, it feels like it took all the decision-making out of the hands of local districts, which is probably just as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what are yeah. you observing about the, you live in a small town, um, yeah. a, a close knit small town, and it hasn't been very long. I know we're talking like only the last couple of days that stuff really got real, but what are you observing? Cause I, I truly don't know. I feel like we're in quarantine right now and we're not, no one right. that I've been exposed to, um, has been diagnosed. No one I know is sick, but in my mindset, it's almost like we're quarantined. And I think it's because I haven't found what the socially acceptable level, like, should my kids play with yeah. neighbors down the street? I, I literally don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, I just had this conversation with someone earlier and they said like something about being in quarantine. I said, well, we're not in quarantine. I mean, that's very different. Schools yes. closing is an, an, uh, an effort and hopefully a very effective one yeah. to stop having hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of small people together all day long. Right. And so we I guess we wouldn't want to then go recreate that by getting groups of 50 of them together at the local bowling alley yeah. or whatever. But to me, I mean, am I not going to like go hang out with my brother and his family? I mean, I we will be doing that yeah. because it's you know, that's like I think as long as we're kind of staying away from. um, Well, let me put it this way. I'm not an epidemiologist. I keep telling people I keep reminding myself <laughs> of that. And I don't really know the best thing to do. And mm -hmm. so you're you're often following kind of whatever the loudest voices in your circles. Mm -hmm. And so when people talk about social distancing, does that mean you don't go anywhere ever? Because I'm not sure how that's going to play out if this lasts for a month, you know, yeah. or does it mean you're just smart about it and that probably you can look to what's happening, like what the recommendations are to not get groups of more than 100 together, like things like that, cancel events, cancel mm -hmm. things where there's gonna be lots of people be super fanatical about sanitizing, mm -hmm. um, not just hand washing, but like wiping surfaces. And when you're out, um, right. I mean, I've heard from places that have like, I've gotten an interesting selection of emails today from local businesses. Mm -hmm. And, and some of them are extremely proactive and very specific about what they're going to do. Like, you know, we will be sanitizing, um, our, like surfaces between like every so often and mm -hmm. we're going to have additional sanitation wipes or sanitized wipes for you to use. And like, um, we will bring your food to your car. Like there's mm -hmm. just all these like things people are putting into place and some are kind of very blase about it. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are blase make me feel like they're not taking it that seriously, which makes me not want to go there. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that we're all probably going to have to meet somewhere, like find our own happy yeah. medium. Um, especially if this continues yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you heard like, are people just keeping themselves in the house and not going anywhere? No, I feel like so far that's my mindset. Can I also yeah. say it's super rainy here and I love our rainy California <laughs> winters and I was wishing for it, but now it feel, it makes it feel even weirder because like the right. kids can't even go out in the backyard. So I kind of think that barring a lot of change in the, in the general news or the general feeling, right. 
um, that the neighborhood will start to relax a little bit. And as long as everyone's healthy, that, you know, kids can run around in the garages. We won't share meals together probably or like, yeah, but you know, and, and in terms of going to get food or going out to restaurants, my kids, that was one of their first questions. Can we go out to eat? And I said, I, I think we can find ways to patronize local restaurants, but I, I'm not sure. Like, give me a day. Right. I keep just asking my kids, like, give me a couple of days to, to think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and things are going to be different. Like by the time this even goes that even airs, like right. we're going to see in certain communities that this is relatively controlled or yeah. like trending in the right direction and some maybe not. So I feel like we all like, this is a very big country we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know not all of our listeners live in the United States, but it's huge geographically. And I made a joke earlier, like, even in Michigan, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan may as well be another country. It's so mm-hmm. far away. So it's really hard, I think, to not get caught up in what people are saying about their community mm-hmm. and then like take that and apply it to your own mm-hmm. um, like full, you know, full stop. We have to do every single thing that other people are doing. And I think we're all doing a lot. It feels mm-hmm. like right now. I feel like everyone's taking it really seriously. Yeah. But, you know, I went to the store yesterday. Um, it's kind of funny. I had this weird like like needs to like I need to go get all my last minute things. Mm-hmm. So I went and I bought a whole bunch of stuff to for baking. Mm-hmm. Like because I guess like if we're quarantined, we're gonna yeah. need cookies, I guess. And so I bought a whole bunch and then I found myself um going and buying a bunch of dog bones because I was afraid <laughs> that the dog would be bored. But this doesn't make any this is like my her mothering life isn't changing at all. Not even a little like her <laughs> life is like completely gonna stay exactly the same. But I it's like my nurturing like mother gene it just went into some kind of overdrive and Mm -hmm. I was like we need like flour and sugar and baking soda and dog bones yeah it's comfort comfort items almost well I want everyone to be like happy and comfortable so um but then I had to like also realize that I couldn't order my contacts online I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if it's related to this I suspect it is some kind of warehouse staffing issue someplace right um so then I made an appointment to go to the mall on Monday to get new contacts because now I know I don't want to be like at a mall right now but if I am in the house for four weeks and don't have any contacts like that's just too much for me so I'm gonna go and take all the precautions I can take I also ran out of dry shampoo I don't know what I'm gonna do about that (laughs) there's probably just gonna be and it doesn't sound like stores are closing so like right there have to be ways that we can kind of go about our lives and still being like so. an abundance of caution, right? I At the same time. I think so. And again, this is Friday. And by Tuesday, when you hear this, maybe that right. sounds crazy. Um, but I think so. I have a hair yeah. appointment on Tuesday. I really need my grays covered. Hopefully well, that can still happen. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope so for, for your sake. So the other thing, I guess, before we get back into the meat of the show is, um, or this topic is just like the perspective of this. This is a lot shorter. So let's just say the thing we're really talking about, besides the anxiety around the illness itself, which mm-hmm. is a totally separate thing, but this disruption to our lives is a lot shorter than summer break. Mm-hmm. And it's not much longer than winter break, mm-hmm. but it feels so different. So I'm wondering, Sarah, like in your mind, do you know why that is? Like, what are your your triggers? Um, yeah. Like just, yeah, go um, ahead. I think the uncertainty and the fact that it wasn't planned, number one, right. but number two, the the cancel cancelization cancellation of um other events yeah. around and and the recommendation not to go into public places means we have a lot less we can do with our kids and our small kids right. in particular and that's different from both summer and winter which you know you look forward to going to your 
fairs or festivals. Well, you and I don't because we hate fun, but you know, we go bowling <laughs> yes. and we go to the movies and right. Um, so that feels a little bit different. I think what you mentioned about kids needing to stay academically, especially older kids and teenagers needing to stay, you know, academically a little bit caught up, that feels different. Um, people's work lives being disrupted. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. Um, I think there's a lot that feels different about it, even if it ends up being a three or four week thing that, you know, we can get back to normal. It, there's a lot that feels different to me. Yeah, I agree. And I think for me, there's a lot of worry about other people, their livelihoods, um, health, like all those things. And, and, and maybe that can be harnessed. I know I woke up this morning thinking like, maybe this is the opportunity for like me to think about ways to be helpful, because I know mm-hmm. that that can be a, a way to cope with anxiety yeah. and uncertainty. And so that might be something we can dive into in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But I just think that there's, you're right. It's it's the fact that like everything else is shutting down. There's the unraveling of social fabric mm-hmm. and then the not knowing what's the best thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like if there were like a month long snow day, but your doors were snowed shut. Like yeah. you maybe you could have food air lifted in, but like you, you don't even know if you're supposed to go out and get it. Yeah. Like it just feels, it does feel like a, it feels more restrictive. You're yes. right about that. Yeah, definitely. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so we're going to dive right into some product recommendations. Um, Yesterday on Instagram stories for the Mom Hour, I literally started going through our coloring book and activity book cupboard. And I was like, Mm -hmm. here, this is a good one. This is a good one. So um, it's a good reminder. Just make sure you're following us on social because we're able to give those kind of real time tips. But um, I'll just kind of go through these. Here's one I didn't think of until this morning. Megan, you can buy advent calendars on Amazon right now for like for regular prices, the same amount. They're not hard to get. And think, I know, okay, I know it's not Christmas time or the holidays, but if you are stuck inside for a number of days, I was trying to think of what would be something fun to do every day or to look forward to. I would totally get like, you know, the ones with like Lego minifigures or little- Oh yeah, little toys and little figurines. Yeah, So I looked, I was curious to see if they were even available or if they, you know, you could get prime shipping and stuff and you can't. So I think an advent calendar, you could skip skip the holiday part of it if you wanted or put a funny spin on that. But if your kids got to open something- every day as a way to mark the passage of time. I think that could be really cool for this particular stuck inside phase that we're in. Good Um, idea. One that I love is uh, by Melissa and Doug, which is of course a favorite brand, but it's, it's called the puffy sticker activity book. And they have a couple different sticker pads, but this one, the stickers are thicker. They're puffy stickers and you can move them around in different scenes. So it opens like a book, but there's only like, it's not pages of a book. It's just like, if you picture like a book with just the cover and then um, it might be a farm scene or a dollhouse scene or a dinosaur scene. So cute. They're so cute. And the stickers really do peel off and on and move around in a way that's better. Melissa and Doug even has a different reusable sticker pad that is not as good as these. These are great for car rides. They're great for like setting up little scenes. Um, I would say probably five and up or maybe four and up just because you, you're, you need to have, you know, enough um, fine motor to move the little tiny stickers around, but this mm-hmm. is a really fun one. So and it comes in a three pack too. Okay. So I want to just say that when I was a little kid, I loved nothing more than a puffy sticker. I loved puffy stickers. Because you could push on them. Like yeah. they're so texturally um, satisfying. Yeah. And then I also loved color forms and these seem a lot like what are color, color forms. forms again. Color forms are like those little, like they're like clings. And so yes. you have like a scene and then the cling goes on and you can make the scene and yeah. take them off and recreate yeah. it. I mean, I was obsessed as a kid. My kids all loved color forms and this is like that, but, but a little easier, they look easier to, um, because they're puffy and they yeah. kind of have a little three-dimensional thing. Yep. They look easier to manipulate for little hands. Yes. And the artwork, the design is really well done. So Violet loves the one that's like a pet shop. <laughs> Remember the pet shop years? Yep. Um, so she'll move the little animals around and move the little people around. So it almost has the that same satisfaction of like paper dolls or, you know, moving little characters around. Um, so that is a really good one. Okay. Um, so I want to really quickly mm-hmm. um, throw something else in there. If you have an older child, something Clara has been doing lately is making basically her own reusable stickers. Oh, so she'll cool. draw like some kind of cute little seat, like a cute little guy or something. Uh-huh. And then she puts clear tape on either side yeah. and then she cuts out around the tape. And then she... Um, and I'll have to ask her what it's actually called because I can't remember, but if, we'll put it in the show notes. There's like a little tacky tape, like a little 
stick them uh-huh. that's reusable and you can stick it on the back. And so she's made these like super elaborate. Yeah, I remember you, you sent me a little video of this. Now it's coming yes. back. That's basically the big kid version of this. Melissa yeah, and Doug well, thing. because Same they idea. just get to do it themselves. And if you draw all over, like if you draw with crayon on a piece of paper, it makes the paper a little slick uh-huh. so that the so the, um, you know, the tacky comes off. Comes on and back off. On. Got it. Yeah, so you're creating that like that surface oh that's yeah, a great I'll idea ask her, I'll ask her what it's called and we can throw that in the show notes because I think for a kid who's maybe outgrowing a little bit like playing with something pre-made but mm-hmm. it has an artistic bent um it can be fun yeah and you can also if they're not so if they don't love to draw you could just print out little characters yeah. and stuff online yeah. and they can cut them out yep. you know add printer ink to that list of things that no we, kidding. That we didn't know that we'd need to stock up on I was thinking did any that. of your kids ever go through a phase where they just wanted you to print them little things all the time well my I kids s- ask for coloring pages that's what they call yeah. them just like you know and I google like dragon coloring page and then I print out somebody's like jpeg somewhere yes. yeah we do that a lot still <laughs> yeah um okay so moving on to bigger space and more gross motor um a set of the large cardboard brick blocks. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, like about. kindergarten blocks mm-hmm. is the way I always think of them. Yes. Yeah. And so they're lightweight because they're made of cardboard, but they're large. So you can build bigger structures. Um, you can do so much with these. They do take up a lot of space. I will say we keep ours in the garage now. Um, you can do things where like you set up some kind of beanbag game where you try and throw stuff at them and knock them down. Like, you know, like you can do, you can build like a little house for some of your stuffed animals. Um, My kids have set up little play school for their dolls and they'll turn these into desks and chairs. Like I'm I'm such a big fan of multi-use toys and play things that, that can be used in other types of pretend and creative play. And I just think when we're stuck inside, sometimes you have to get, you have to let go of like, the normal layout of your living room sometimes yes. and and turn it into a castle. And so these yep. can really, really help. Um, so there's, I don't have, I'm not brand loyal. Um, we'll link to one that I found on Amazon, but um, the ones we have are actually from a different company. I would say it's not one where I, where you got to have this one specific brand, just get some of them. So I like, I, when I think back to my kindergarten classroom, mm-hmm. um, the thing I remember most were those brick, those yeah. brick cardboard blocks. Like they just captured my imagination. And mm-hmm. then a few years later, I was at a friend's house and she had them. And I remember being so blown away. Like <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> a normal could kid could have in their home. And I was like, my mind like exploded. So I think that would be really exciting. I, that reminds me of a really <laughs> funny story. When we first moved here and we were new to this neighborhood, the little boy like across the street came over and we were just meeting all the new neighbors. And he was probably seven at the time. And he saw them all stacked up in Reed's room at the time. And he goes, Oh, he goes, we used to have those, but my mom got rid of them. And I just laughed because they do take up a lot of space. And so I can see how, like, if you're not using them, it's like, what do you do with them? And so I felt, I felt for him, but I also felt for his mom because I guess. Um, okay. Do you know what kinetic sand is Megan? I feel like this is, isn't that the sand like sticks together? Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm thinking of? They're like almost like little beads. So no, or is that is, different? That's that, putty. That well, the the ones that have distinct little beads, you squish it together, but that doesn't do much. The the ones I've had, kinetic okay. sand looks and feels like sand, maybe very, very, very slightly damp sand because it Wait holds a together. It's this amazing. isn't that stuff that used to be branded as magic sand, was it? Because I feel like this stuff got in to many cracks uh, in my. <laughs> Well, Not, but it was no, awesome. It was I feel awesome. like yeah. this cleans up. So th- I don't feel like there's a huge cleanup problem with the okay. kinetic sand we've had. It sticks together really well. Maybe if you had cracks in your table service, I guess okay. it could get in there, but it sticks together pretty well. 
Um, it is so fun to play with. And um, it feels a little more special than Play-Doh or Putty. But I mean, honestly, any Play-Doh, Putty, like they're all it's good. It's all going to make, yeah, they're all good. And they're all going to, you know, they can all make a mess potentially. Right. But- Part of like the challenge is like giving into that, right? And I think so. I think letting so. it be. And yeah. this brand that is called Kinetic Sand, um, I am brand loyal just because that's the one we've tried and I really like it. I haven't tried a lot of different brands, but I know sometimes you can, there are, you know, sometimes there's a quality difference in some of right. them. Um, okay. So for an older kids, um, and Clara would probably love something like this too, um, Reed got really into these paper toy monsters, these paper toy characters. And it's basically, it's not the traditional origami in the traditional sense, but it's paper folding creatures that you create. Okay. This is definitely like an eight and up or even a nine or 10 and up. But once the kid can master it, I think they, they'll do it for a long time. It's, it has that very um, almost meditative, like you're building something. And so basically it's paper, it's cardstock. You cut it out and you follow the folding and gluing instructions and you end up with these 3D monster characters or there's probably paper toy other things. Um, But they it's really they they just get super into it. So that is another good one. And I like that the book itself stores easily like it's just it's you know, it's like an activity book. But then when you tear out each page, you can make your little 3D guy. So if you've got kids who are into Minecraft, Mm -hmm. they have um, Minecraft they're, I think they're called paper craft okay. kits too. Yes. And you make like the little Minecraft people. And my kids were obsessed with those for a while. Okay. I remember just finding the little green square head yes. people everywhere. Yes. yes. And then you <laughs> yeah. could do, you could do stop motion animation, which is another yeah. thing kids get into when they're stuck at home. You could like make your little guys move. So that's a good one. Um, and then my last one is anything for fort building. And um, I used to just kind of think, well, gosh, you just need a blanket and, you know, make your own couch fort. But I, we, ha- we do have a couple, we have one indoor play tent, um, and one it's from the crazy forts brand where it's like these plastic balls and, and, uh, rods that you stick together and then you can put a blanket over it. So it creates like the Ooh, structure yeah. for a tent or a fort. Um, and there's a bunch of different ones on Amazon, but anything like that, I think if you are stuck inside, especially if the weather's bad, um, this is, it just feels like a treat when you get it right. out and, and it takes time. You know, the kids can spend the time building the fort then they can spend the time moving their stuffed animals into the fort and you can set them up with an audiobook or a movie. Like it just can, it can help fill the space and seem a little bit different than just let's color in our coloring books again. So anything I always for think fort like building. You could almost have one of those, um, another thing that I remember being blown away seeing in a human, a real human's house and not a school classroom uh-huh. was, um, the tubes that you crawl through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you could have like a like a, a fort on one side of the room, and a fort on the other side of the room and then connect. Totally. Or even I remember because um, the Arizona summers were so long. I knew a couple of people who had an actual inflatable bounce house, like a small one. In, yes. In, in their house, they in their would, basement. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have <laughs> or you don't have, have basements, basements there. but they had the houses were decently like a lot of them were open floor plan type houses right. and they wouldn't leave it out all year round, but they'd get it out. So, I mean, think if you need to. I mean, I think of the things I just listed, some of them are like seven dollars and some of them are more but if you need to think like that like bounce house or indoor trampoline or indoor fort making like I have found in general I don't regret those purchases because they feel so special to the kids and as long as you have a place to fold them up and store them um, it's just always like you know pun and like rainy day activity it's not a pun but like you know like the reason it's a cliche but there's a reason for it right exactly and those little jumpalines like even the ones that are teeny tiny and have the handle Uh 
like kids will just like a super jumpy kid, yes. like a bouncy kid will just sit there and bounce and yes. bounce and bounce. Remember a few years ago when I used to have a scooter in my house uh-huh. Yeah. and the, the kick, uh, was it the kickstart Micro scooter? Kickboard, Micro yeah. kickboard. Thank you. Um, and I, I think we actually had two and the kids would just scoot back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. And I had to like kind of turn a blind eye to it yes, so that I didn't like lose my mind because ever, out of the corner of my eye, I'm making dinner, someone rolls yeah. by. And then a minute later, someone rolls by in the other direction. And it was like, okay, just don't roll in the kitchen while I'm cooking. It will be good. But it really, what it's like anyone who, kids who need to move a lot, the more you can give them to help them move, the happier yes. everyone will the be. The thing I am turning a blind eye to right now, and this was even before we really got stuck inside, was we have a few of those like grocery store inflated balls, you know, just like the yeah. cheap ones. And they just are super into throwing those balls in the house. And Every once in a while, I'm like I, I utter like a half-hearted like guys, like it almost knocked something over. But like I, right. I haven't really laid down the law, so I just like balls are like whizzing by, like bouncing off the wall, and they're like, it didn't hit the TV, mom. I promise. Like we're just like we're one bounce away from something actually breaking, and we just keep I, I'm just turning a blind eye. Well, there's just there's a reason for all those like toys that have stood the test of time, like that, like the handled things with the little ball on the end of a elastic. Yes. You know, the paddle. Yes, the paddle just, bounce, yeah. The powder thing, you bounce those. Or the balloons like, with a rubber band where you, yes, you punch you it. Go, you know? Yep, yep. Or like they even have those inflatable punching guys. Like you can punch uh-huh. them and they fall down oh, and yeah, they pop like back those. up. So there's just like so many, mm-hmm. so many things. And I guess maybe it could be kind of fun to do like a little shopping spree. I agree. To like and if you're at the up. beginning, a lot of our listeners are have maybe like a three-year-old and a one-year-old or you're like, you're not brand new, but you're, you're just getting into some of this. And so, you know, let this be a time where... If, you know, you make some purchases that will last you for many rainy days and many snow days and many homesick days, because, yes, I agree. A lot of these classics will stay entertaining for a long time. So agreed. Um, before we go to break, just a couple quick plugs. Uh, you all know that Allegra, my 11 year old, and I have a new podcast called Kid Literate, and it's um, a podcast about kids books and movies and TV and media for families. But um, if you need more podcast content, we have an episode about audiobooks we love. We have an episode about streaming TV shows we've watched as a family. So um, just a, a good reminder for this stuck inside phase that if you need ideas for things like more on the media side of things, podcast books, movies, audiobooks, all that, um, check out Kid Literate. So I'll link it up in the show notes. And um, it's been really fun to see uh, those of you li- who are listeners of this show come over and listen there. So thank you. Um, and then our Facebook group, what the heck? It's like, kind of blowing up all of a sudden <laughs> um, yeah. we've had it for a while um but we'd love to see you in there and what I love to see is moms giving each other really really helpful you know kind and supportive advice and in stuck inside times that is even more necessary so there's a post up right now right at the top where people are adding things to do and ideas and tips by age range so you can kind of look for the thread about two to three year olds and see what people are recommending. So if you're not in the Facebook group, um, we'll link that up as well. And we'd love to see you there. OK, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. 
Okay. Well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so I guess I want to just take an opportunity <laughs> to like put a positive spin um, on the on one little aspect of like what a big disruption, like we all know a big disruption is a bummer yeah. and it creates problems and it creates disappointments, the travel that we have to cancel and not being able to go to certain things. But I want to remind everyone of the episode that we did a few months ago about habits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and small habits and just overhauling parts of our lives. And one of the things that I, I want to say both of the experts that we kind of leaned on mm-hmm. or the expert books were that the science of behavior change says that when, when some habits and routines change, it's a great time to also mm-hmm. change others. Yeah. So like if you've got something that you've been wanting to do, um, maybe like a daily walk, the weather is getting better and better by the day in many areas of the country. Maybe you're, you know, after going back to maybe after like the holiday, you haven't been super happy with your sleep habits, um, your eating habits, whatever. But you kind of, when you're in the middle of that same old, same old, it doesn't occur to you day to day to change things up. Like mm-hmm. maybe now is the time to change things up. And I don't know what that would be for you, yeah. but I do think when everything feels like a mess all at once, it's like everything already feels like a mess. So you might as well just mess it up more. I totally <laughs> agree. And I would add to that, that if you're feeling a little like unmoored, like both you and I this morning, were like, we don't know what to do. Like we're not anxious right. exactly, but we're confused. Right. Um, then write it down or, or make yourself some Remember when I did my 40 days to 40, I had a little like fun tracker where I wrote it down every day. Um, it, I agree. It's a great time to reset in some way or add some new habit, but you might need to like really make it easy on yourself or put, or, or have some physical tangible way in front of you um, to, to do it every day, because I know yeah. I'm feeling a little distracted. So I love Me that. Too. Absolutely. I love that. Um, 
So my the first thing that came to mind for me is consume online content um, mindfully. And so we're all consuming a lot of content right now, whether it's staying up on the news and the headlines or stuff like this, like how to keep our kids busy, how to keep our kids um you know, engaged in their schoolwork. And there's a lot of good, there's great content right now. You know, you and I are content creators and we're also content consumers. Um, But what I think is easy for it to happen is it also to be like a little bit of a numbing, a numbing activity um, to, to zone out and scroll and scroll and scroll. And um, so what helps me is to have some kind of offline or separate from my phone way to use what I'm reading online and then take action. Like you were talking Mm. about taking action to help people. Um, Like I need at some point to just stop consuming and actually do a thing. And that thing might be to write out a plan for the day or to have a quick little meeting with my kids and be like, hey, I found some really cool crafts online. We're going to make lunch. Then you're going to clean your rooms. Then we're going to do this thing. Because at some point you have to break the consumption cycle and start actually implementing. And, and I think this dovetails nicely with your habits idea, because there, there is opportunity in being stuck inside, but at some point we have to stop thinking about what it might be. That goes back to the habits book. I read like the motion versus action. We think we're doing something when we're just like pinning a whole bunch of homeschool activity ideas, but at some point you have to stop doing that and actually do something. So, um, that's what it feels like for me. Yeah. And I think that even, even if the content isn't stressful in any way. Like even if it's just mind candy, um, it's like when you eat too much candy, you feel sick for a reason. Right. And like, I think there's probably a way to dovetail it. For example, I know there's a million projects in this house. I moved in a month and a half ago. I did like 88% of what needed to be done. That's always how it is. I'm looking, I'm, I'm recording in my living room right now and I'm looking at the wall in front of me and there are three or sorry, four, um, what are the lamps called? Like stand lamps that are on a you know, like they're tall floor lamps. Well, like, yeah. Thank you. Floor lamps. Jeez. Okay. There's four of them all clustered together because <laughs> I haven't decided which one I want to leave in this room. Okay. And which three are going to go someplace else in the house or in the basement or get given away. So they're just, they've been here now for like, it's, it looks so silly, but to me, I don't even notice it anymore. I mean, just there's a million little examples of that. Yep. And so one way for, for me to maybe shift my thinking or get into action mode would be when I sit down to consume content, maybe it shouldn't be the same stuff that I read all the time. Right. Maybe I start looking at like some websites that have that show like room layouts, or Mm -hmm. maybe I start reading about like decluttering after a move, whatever, whatever it is that puts me in the mind frame to do the thing I really want to do to kind Mm -hmm. of match up my goal with the thing I'm reading to help me get to that goal or watching or listening to. So yeah, totally agree. Um, and that actually kind of dovetails nicely into my next idea which is to give yourself projects to do. I think it's so easy to fall into the trap, not the trap, the habit of mm-hmm. only thinking about your kids' activities, mm-hmm. your kids' um, busyness, like their enrichment, whatever. But this is a great opportunity to maybe think about starting that podcast that you've been thinking about or or a blog. Um, one of our, in our Facebook group, one of the, uh, one of our listeners commented that she had been downloading activities from Teachers Pay Teachers, which is a great website. It's teacherspayteachers.com okay. where you can get all kinds of educational activities from like like all age ranges. And then I thought, yeah, that's an amazing that's an amazing resource. But it's also you can create content for that. If right. you have expertise in literally any educational area, um, Jenna does them on astronomy. She's had them up for years. It mm-hmm. makes her some pocket money. But like that might be a fun thing to pour yourself into doing, like mm-hmm. something new that kind of 
like build on this novelty mm-hmm. and take it as an opportunity. Yep. So yeah, I'm all about like, sure, maybe this is the time to binge watch something. And maybe this is the time to like bake and stuff like that. But maybe there's something you can do just for you. Yeah. Especially if this isn't just about your kids being home all day, but maybe your like your hours have changed or yeah. maybe your work schedule has changed. Yeah, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Um, okay. So my next tip is when you have especially little ones at home and if you have, are not used to having little ones at home, we've had several comments in the Facebook group from full-time working moms who just haven't logged as many hours at home with little kids. And they fully admit, like, I just don't exactly know how to do this. Um, and so think like a teacher. And so what teachers know how to do is if I made a little, little sub list here, um, teachers know how to divide a long day into small yes. predefined blocks of time. Now you may choose to share those blocks of time with your kids, depending on their ages or not. But if you have a plan that's broken into 35 or 40 or 50 minute segments just for yourself, mm-hmm. um, that can really provide a little bit of structure. And of course you can be loose within that structure, but if you're feeling unmoored, if you're feeling like the day is going to be 11 million hours long, Think like a teacher, break it into small blocks of time where you know approximately what the what your quote unquote class is going to be doing at that time. Lots of singing, lots Mm. of music. Right. I mean, dance parties and listening to music and singing um, makes everything feel a little bit better. And then mandatory outside time like everybody needs it. You need it. Your kids need it. Um, think like those teachers who put 25 kindergartners in snowsuits and send them outside. There's a reason they go through that hassle. And I'm sure those are just the three that come to mind for me. But think of your favorite preschool, kindergarten, first grade teachers and just think, okay, I don't have to recreate the classroom in my house. That's not the point at all. But what do teachers know? What what is the wisdom and the genius that teachers know? And how can I incorporate that into these days? Um, Because I love that. And I have a couple to add, actually. So one would be that the thing you said about getting 25 um, (laughs) kindergartners out with all their stuff on, like they wouldn't be able to do that if they hadn't built systems Systems. into their day to make that happen. Like there's a reason that they are able to, it's, it's classroom management and there's yeah. a reason they're able to do. So we don't have to, again, we're not, we are not dealing usually. I don't think any of our listeners have 28 kids, but <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, you know, um, we don't have to do it like that, but there probably is a way to do it. And it would, it would be like one of those things that will take 15 minutes of work, maybe half an hour of thought, and then it will pay dividends yeah. for quite some time. Um, the other thing I think really good teachers are great at, and I have been amazed seeing this play out over the years is they're so good at taking kids seriously without reacting to everything they say Mm -hmm. or dropping everything to, Mm -hmm. you know, like a teacher (laughs) who like a kid comes up while they're in the middle of something is like tugging on their shirt because whatever they have to say is so important. And the kid, the teacher has a way of like acknowledging this kid's humanity and the, the, the very large issue that this is to the kid while not doing anything Uh like literally not even taking their eyes off the paper. Sometimes it's actually an amazing skill. Um, and I feel like I've developed like the teeniest little percentage of it as a mom of five, Uh but like it's worth, it's worth looking to them for that kind of emotional stuff too. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I'm already like, now my mind is turning. Like I bet there are things that middle and high school teachers do that are also equally helpful. And I'm just, I'm thinking of the, the ones of little ones. So yeah, I love that. Um, okay. I have a couple more. Um, and one I mentioned earlier when it, when it comes to forts and brick blocks and large, big motor stuff, you know, like using your house. Um, for me, I sometimes have to remind myself that 
I can arrange my house and my furniture however I want. And sometimes stuck inside seasons of life require that you make what feels like a big change. Like I'm already right now today thinking of moving our dining room table against the wall and creating a little bit more floor space for Lego and like things like that. Like you get to, if you, you know, live in an apartment or a condo or a house and you're in charge of your furniture and your space, you might want to like, okay, these two kids are going to share a room and we're going to create a playroom for the next six weeks. Like that kind of stuff always feels like a way bigger project than it is. But with, you know, as someone who likes to move furniture around myself and rearrange rooms, um, that can be done relatively quickly and it might open up a whole different way of using your space that suits this season better. So that's just like maybe planting a seed that if if the house doesn't feel like it's serving you, you know, you can yeah. move something outside, create a play area yes. outside. And it like, doesn't have to stay that way forever. No, no. Like, yeah. I, you know, it can be like for a week or two. So that was one. Um, here's one. Remember that babies, toddlers and preschoolers do not need to be entertained with enrichment activities yes. every moment of every day. I mean, I like to channel my ancestors and think about like strapping a one-year-old on my back and going about my day. Of course, I'm talking to them. I'm singing to them. I'm making eye contact, but they're along for the ride with what I want to do that day. Um, And you know, this is going to be a balance because there are going to be stuck inside days where the kids need some time. They need, you know, they need to play and they need you to get out. And that's why we made a whole list of products. So I'm not saying throw all those product ideas away, right. but remember that that's not, we're not suggesting you do that for 12 hours a day, every day. That's right. one tool in your toolbox is to get out the paper dolls or the stickers, but there is plenty of good things that happen when your kids are just with you and you are making dinner, unloading the dishwasher. And they're playing with Tupperware on the floor. Like, I just think we can remove some of the responsibility on moms to be to be homeschoolers all the time, every minute. Right. Because I don't think that's necessary. I don't either. And I think it all it all plays into exactly what we've said. Um, And Sarah, I think you're really good about pointing this out um, regularly, that sometimes what you're really doing when you sit down and do the activity is you're kind of buying time later. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like put in the half hour now so that you, so that everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. And then you know that like later on you can get time to just like do whatever it is you or want or need to Mm do. Um, So it's, it's not like when we give all these ideas uh, for enrichment things or whatever, or you're getting them from your kid's school or whatever, like that doesn't mean you have to sit down and do school for eight hours. Right. Right. (laughs) Or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Agreed. And the older kids get, I think it's so useful for them to know that you are not put on this earth to provide them with ideas for what to do. And for some reason, they forget that and they just wander in and they're like, I don't know what to do. And then I just like cheerfully ignore that completely. Right. Like, (laughs) like this is (laughs) kind of like a teacher. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, And then finally, you can always reset after a bad day. And and this is a, a reminder that I'm going to need for myself. I've had like manic bouts of energy where I'm like, I'm going to bake and homeschool everyone. And then I go into this place of like, oh my gosh, like what is even happening right now? So just remember like the day that goes really well, you may not be able to repeat it tomorrow, but the day that goes really badly, you get to reset. You get to reset. Yes. You can, and reset. you probably won't repeat it tomorrow. No, and, <laughs> you, know? and you can yeah. set new rules. You could maybe you come out like guns blazing, and you have a whole schedule and a whole system, and you're that type. And if that blows up within a couple of days, like you're allowed to say, "Hey, kids, that doesn't seem to be working, so we're going to try something else." Like you are allowed to do that, and nobody exactly knows what's going on right now. So I'm just a reminder that um, you can reset midday. You can reset, you know, twice right. within the same day. So love it. 
Well, thanks to everyone for listening. And before we go, we wanted to give you a heads up that this coming week is drum roll, please. Sarah, do you know how to make a drum roll with your mouth? Oh my gosh. You're so good at it. I can't do that. It is our five-year anniversary of this podcast. I can't believe it. I know. I can't either. Well, there's nowhere that we'd rather be than celebrating with you all. So yeah, March 19th, 2015 is actually when the Mom Hour dropped its very first episode. Um, And we have a few fun things up our sleeves to celebrate this coming week. So just make sure you're following us on Instagram and look out for some of that fun stuff coming your way later in the week. And we'll be back with you next week with another all new episode because here we are five years in and we're still showing up. Here we are. You can't get rid (laughs) of us. Here we are. Exactly. We'll talk to you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.